everyone. Welcome back. Uh, this is episode 32, and um, it's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is one of those days that, like, it's infamous. You know, it's got the uh, it's got the movie franchise. It's got uh, you know, just a bad rap. But I'll tell you a little fun fact about your boy. I was actually born on a Friday the 13th. So Friday the 13th really is a special day for me. I fucking really enjoy them because a lot of people are superstitious. And I wouldn't say I'm superstitious. I'd say I'm like a little stitious, you know, kind of stitious. Office reference, Michael Scott, great show. Um, But yeah, I love Friday the 13th. I always find them to be good days. And um, yeah, my whole life, like I never believed in like bad luck, like opening umbrellas inside, walking under ladders, breaking mirrors. I don't believe in any of that shit. I think it's all bullshit. And I was born on the worst luck day that there is. So my my mindset has always been bring it on. And I'm glad to be here and talk to you on a Friday the 13th. My week was all right. My week was pretty decent. I can't complain. A lot better week. A lot better week than the past couple of weeks. You know, the past couple of weeks have been real shit. But this one, pretty good. Pretty good week. Pretty chill week. Not a lot of complaints, uh, no crazy people at the shop. You know, I had a few weirdos um, over the week, but I don't think anybody, nobody really sticks out. Just a bunch of losers. Uh, yeah, so I can't complain. That's always a good time. It's always a good time when you can go to work and not have to deal with losers and just do your thing, you know? But here we are, we're back. Um... I want to say there is a small concern I have with the mystery downloads. Not only do we have a mystery downloader in Moscow that I've said before, but now we have a mystery downloader in Hong Kong. Now listen, if there's two countries I'm not a fan of that kind of scare me, it's Russia and China. Now Hong Kong might not be a part of China, I don't know. I've heard weird things. I'm not too smart about geography in the world, I'm an American. But yeah, that's super weird, so... Yeah, that worries me that Moscow and Hong Kong have had a download. What are you guys what are you hoping to what are you hoping to figure out here, huh? You know? I'm just a basic American consumer. I uh I watch a lot of television and I buy a lot of products. But yeah, super concerning. I don't like that. I don't like when I see like Moscow, Hong Kong, you know? Those two places freak me out. I've never been to either. But, um, not a fan. But, you know, if you like the pod, subscribe. If you're in Hong Kong and you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe. But yeah, coming into this week, I've been thinking a lot. Especially the fact that today's the 13th. In one month, in 30 days, I'll be 25 years old. Now, that's scary. That sucks to think about. I really don't even like to think about it. But, um... What are you going to do? You know what I mean? Not, I guess I could die, you know? That's what. That's something I could do. I could just die. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, that's not a good solution. But it had me thinking, man. I've been, if you like think about it, like if you're lucky, right? If you're really lucky, if you eat good and you exercise and you have good genetics and you don't catch an illness or a cancer or, uh, you know, wind up in an accident you get a hundred years on this earth right you get a hundred years if you're lucky maybe a few more and um 
I've always thought of my lives in terms of like a hundred, you know, that's the max. It's kind of like the max you get on this earth, you know? And when I think about that and I think about 25, I'm a quarter of the way there. And that's scary to me. It's absolutely terrifying to think about. And I don't like to think about it. And in these past couple of months, man, I'm doing a lot of reflection on my life, on my childhood, on my adolescence, on my teenage years, and on my my younger 20s, like my, my 20-year-old years. That sounds stupid. The years of my 20s, if you will. <clears throat> and when I think about that stuff, I think about a lot of time I wasted, a lot of things I didn't do, things I've yet to accomplish, um, changes I've yet to make, uh, bad habits I haven't broken. When I think about these things, I reflect on my my earliest memories, right? Because I feel like that's when you form who you are. That's when you really, that's when you really like. Um, it's like when you're really being put together, you know. And things that happen then can affect you forever, and you might not really, uh, you might not really realize it. You might not understand it until later. Now, I don't know how many of you watch baseball out there. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a baseball fan. I'll watch a game or two. There's too many of them, but I love the I love the playoffs, the ALDS, ALCS, you know, NLDS, NLCS. I love all the playoffs, and I love the World Series. I think the World Series is an American pastime. I think even if you don't like baseball, you should watch the World Series because um, I think it's a very American, I guess. It's just something, you know, we made baseball. It's kind of like the Super Bowl to me. It's just older, more prestigious, I guess. Um but I follow quite a few baseball channels on YouTube uh, just because uh, there's some really cool uh, channels out there that make uh, really cool videos and break down. Baseball's been around forever, and baseball has a lot of players, a lot of games, a lot of teams, a lot of history, a lot of rules, a lot of unwritten rules. It's a whole cool thing about baseball culture that I've always kind of admired. And... I was watching this channel, shout out, uh, Baseball Doesn't Exist on YouTube. And um, they did a kind of like a synopsis or maybe like a, a character analysis, but as a real person, on the angriest player in baseball. And that player is Josh Donaldson. Now, if you don't watch baseball, you don't know who this is, but that's not really important. What's important is that when Josh Donaldson was a young man, uh, his, his mother and his father, uh, very bad circumstances. His dad was, you know, in and out of jail, uh, would beat his mom. Like they had like moved him around out, like moved him and his mom to a different place out with like, uh, without their consent. And they had to like escape. And then his dad like went to jail and then he moved in with like his grandma or something. And his uncle was a role model, but then his uncle died. So by the time Josh Donaldson was a young lad, uh, almost all his male role models or family members were dead or in jail. And this made this man uh, a very young, uh, very young man, uh, very angry, very intense, um, carried around a lot of emotional baggage, you could say. And when I watch this video about this, uh, this, this man's journey through life, you see a common occurrence um, that I started to relate to. When I think back on my life, I, I wouldn't say, like, I've never been, like, super talented at sports, right? But I still remember a lot of times in my life growing up where I would feel the same feelings that I guess John Donaldson had. 
these intense feelings of wanting to do things your way. He said when he was a kid, um, his teammates, excuse me, <clears throat> his teammates would like talk shit about him behind his back. Opposing parents in the stands would talk shit about him. Uh, the other team's coach would talk shit about him. You know, he's a very polarizing young man. And he had this intensity that just seemed to separate him from a lot of his peers, from a lot of people his age, from even people who should be on his side, you know, his friends, uh, his teammates. Even then, it was, it was, uh, I was like drawing a line in the sand. And as he got older, he went through college, or he went through high school, college, ended up in the, in the, in the minor leagues, and he was 28 years old, and he, like, called his mom and said, like, he thought he was going to quit baseball, didn't want to do it anymore. She told him not to, not to do it, blah, 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 keep it up. So he did. And what he realized was that that intensity that he carried, that, that fire, that anger, um, all that stuff, he played better. He became a better athlete when he did that. Uh, it's said that Josh Donaldson sits in the dugout, and before the game starts, he visualizes the other pitcher in his brain, and he makes up reasons why he hates that pitcher, whether it's how he walks, why how he throws, even if he has to make believe that that pitcher thinks he's better than him or that he's taking food out of his kids' mouths, he will develop a hatred for that person in order to play better. Now, I wouldn't say this is a particularly healthy thing to do, but what I will say is that I relate to that so much. My entire life, I talked about this a few episodes ago, my entire life I've been very good at being angry. And if I feel like for the past couple of years I've been trying to like manage it and hide it and suppress it, and the more I think about it, that passion has always, it's always made me a bit different. It's always why my, my closest friends, um, it's kind of like why I'm, me and some of the people I'm very close with get along is we share some sort of that fire, some sort of that um, inner passion to really, I don't know, get upset, get get passionate, I guess. Some people see it as anger. Some people see it as intensity. To me, I've always just said I get passionate, whether it's an argument, whether it's me just talking about how I feel, whether it's me like wanting to joke around too much, whatever it is, I've always been able to feel that feeling of everyone else here is not on the same page as me and they don't like it but I could give a fuck because that part of me has always been the reason I feel like I've been able to stand out. I'm not particularly good looking. I'm not a specimen of a human being. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm very athletic. Um, I don't have the most money. I'm not the smartest person in the world, but one thing I am is just unique. I've always been unique. I'm able to talk to people. I'm able to fit in anywhere I go. Uh, like a chameleon wallflower, you know, I could sit anywhere, I can observe, and if need be, I can participate uh, to the best of my ability in most situations, in most environments, all kinds of things, pressure cookers, you know, slow rollers, all kinds of shit, I can, I can handle it, you know, sometimes not the best, sometimes not the worst, and when I hear a story like Josh Donaldson's, where it took a guy he was 28 to figure this out I really beat myself up a lot that I'm 24 and I haven't figured this out coming up on 25 I think a lot of things started to click for me you know after these past six months of you know not smoking weed every day and not being drunk every night and 
you know, not doing drugs and I don't know, even nicotine and caffeine. I don't partake in uh, kind of going back to a baseline of a human being. I started to realize kind of, I guess what my traits are, what's important to me. And when I hear stories like this, like I couldn't help but get emotional. You know, he's very close to his mom. You know, my mother is probably the most important person in my life, um, probably forever. You know, my mom is my best friend. She's one of the only people that's ever believed in me. She's the only person I talk to uh, daily. Even even though I live down here now, even when I lived in Chicago, I call her two, three times a day. You know, uh, I remember one time somebody in my family had made the comment of, you know, he's 20-some years old and he calls his mom two or three times a day. And I just, I don't know, that shit always rubbed me the wrong way. It was like, you know what, fuck you. Like, I can call my mom a hundred times a day if I want to. Unless if she's picking up the phone, who gives a fuck? You know, if she's not telling me, hey, stop calling, what's it fucking matter how many times? Like, you know, but when I read stories like that or I, or I watch videos and I hear, you know, these things... It makes me wonder if, you know, maybe the reason I haven't succeeded as much as I want to or maybe maybe the reason I'm not where I want to be is because I'm not utilizing the tools uh, that I need to. Maybe I'm maybe the one thing I'm trying to run away from is the one thing I need to be embracing, whether it makes me, you know, I don't think anybody wants to end up like Kanye. You know, he's a genius, but it rubs people the wrong way. But man, I think a lot of the people I really admire in life, one of them being Kanye, rub people the wrong way. I think I'm just one of those people, you know, I try to be a high road kind of guy, but man, deep down, I really like a low road, you know, you don't fucking like me. I'm going to not like you just as much, maybe more, you know, you spite me. I spite you. You spit on me. I piss on you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've always been a fucking a double down kind of guy. You like me. I like you even more. I'll be loyal to you forever. You don't like me. You fuck me over. Fuck you. I hope you get fucked over for the rest of your life. I could give a fuck. I've always been like that. And when I think about uh, for the past year or two, man, I, I'll, I'll, some of it stems from I used to work at this pawn shop and this boss I had would just, he would armchair psychology the fuck out of me. Like, you know, those people who like, he, they you tell a story and then they fucking, they paint your life and your life's problems around the one story you told them. It's like, well, you don't fucking know anything. You just know, you think you know something because I told you a story, but you don't know anything else about me. You just... You took this one thing and you ran with it. When I worked for that guy for like three years. And over these three years, that shit would happen more and more. And he would convince me that I was the most difficult and, um, what was the, he used a lot of words, but basically, uh, I can't remember them at the moment because I stopped giving a shit after I stopped working there, but he would just call me the most difficult person in the world. And how I was terrible. And this is why I have no friends. This is why I don't have relationships. And he would say this shit to like an employee. It was super fucking weird. But after a while when, you know, people I used to work with didn't work there anymore. And my friend moved away that I used to hang out with all the time. You know, my buddy Trevin, I've talked about him. Uh, I didn't have anybody to relate to. So for the like, last couple months I was working there, it just did a number on my mental. And for a long time I thought maybe at a point, maybe I should change it. And I definitely think there are toxic traits that everyone has. And I think you should definitely work on those. But I also just know that I'm almost 25 and in a few more years, I'll be 28. And when you turn 28, I think you are who you are for the rest of your life. You know, I think there are just certain things when your brain fully develops 
and all that shit that you will just be for the rest of your life, right? And I guess I'm just starting to come to grips with the fact that, like, you know what? That's right. I might be sandpaper, you know? I might be sandpaper. I might be pure fic. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I might be pure friction, you know? I might make things a little bit harder. I might be a very intense and passionate and complicated person. But I'd rather be that than a fucking white t-shirt. And I'd rather be that than an actor, you know? And I don't mean as a profession. I mean these people who walk around and they pretend to be a different person because either they're afraid to be who they really are or maybe like me, they've been convinced that that person is not good and that person is not welcome to break out of that shell. And I think that I I was watching a debate about philosophy or meta meta ethics or something, and I don't remember how I got a, how I got brought up. But I was talking about how like uh, most of the time you are not the person you think you are. You are a projection of what you wish you could become, or influ- or like you're a projection of things that influence you, or things that you wish you could be. And the more I go through life, I've always I've always had a big problem with like pretending to be nice or fake polite I try to be respectful to most people but if I don't fucking like you I don't really feel like it's healthy for me to pretend I don't think it's I don't think it's uh what's what am I looking for I don't think it's respectful to you for me to pretend that I like you if I don't I think it's more respectful for me to just be like hey man I don't fuck with you and you don't have to fuck with me but like that it is what it is and that's it that's all it has to be we don't have to be friends we don't like when I worked at this office when I was like 19 was like when I really, you know, people ask me, like, how my weekend is, I'm gonna be like, motherfucker, like, you don't give a fuck how my weekend was, dog, like, I don't give a fuck how your weekend was either, we don't need to do this just because we operate in the same building, like, this is not something we really need to go over, and neither of us want to do it, and this is all weird to me, why can't we just be content, it's like, oh, we have to work together, I could work with this person, that doesn't mean I want to talk to him, you know, I think all these social norms sometimes get kind of caught up in the weeds, like, oh, well, you're supposed to, like, why? Well, because they did it a long time ago. Okay, change it. Change everything else in this world. We can't change that, you know? And I know this is a super weird ramble, but this day is somewhat significant to me, and in 30 days it'll be even more significant. And when I think about the significance of it, it all comes down to intensity and passion and tenacity. I have a problem with procrastination. I have a problem with being lazy sometimes. But I never have a problem with, like, ideas. I never have a problem with being passionate about ideas. And I never have a problem with being uh, too tenacious about what I want. And I never have a problem expressing my, my, uh, my unpleasant thoughts and my unpopular opinions and my hot takes. And I never have a problem diving into why I love things and why I'm passionate about other things. What I struggle with, I guess, is being content. I'm not content when, you know, that that side of me that people have always said is not good or too much comes out. I get scared of it. I try to shove it back down in the hole and, and hide it. And I don't really want to do that. When I'm when I think about turning 25 and how, let's say I'm, you know, knock on wood. Hopefully, I have good good luck and medical advancements keep going and. I get health insurance one day, you know, let's hope I live to see a hundred, right? Let's hope I'm in that group that gets a hundred years. If I'm already a quarter of the way through it, well, that quarter was rough. 
that quarter sucked. So I want to make the next quarter even better. And the quarter after that better be fucking spectacular, you know? Excuse me. So when I think about intensity, I don't want it to be wasted. I don't want to wait another three years until I figure it out, you know? I'd like to figure it out in the next 30 days or within the next few months, within the next year. And I guess it all comes down to like, are you willing, like, how much are you willing to risk? How much are you willing to sacrifice? And for the longest time, I don't think I've been, I think I said I was, but I, I don't think I was. And now I'm, especially now with, with my friend Trevin being gone from Florida for like the past eight to nine months, I've kind of been kind of on my own again. Now it's kind of rough because for a few years down here, I had a few friends. I went out, I had a social life, I did things. And I liked it. And then Corona happened. And that sucked. And then my buddy moved. And that sucked even more. Um, and if you don't know. Uh, I grew up in a in a little shit town. In Kentucky. And uh, I had a, a few good friends growing up. And it's been legitimate years. Since I've seen them. Um, and even longer. like Since I've actually been able to hung out with them. You know. The last time I saw them. I was kind of just passing through on my way down here. Uh, when I moved from Chicago, I got to hang out with them for like an hour. I think we like smoked a blunt and like hung out in a parking lot. And then I went to Tennessee to get my hotel for the night. So it's been legitimate years since I've seen what I would consider people who know me and know where I came from and the struggles I went through. And that can be rough. And I've said this before on the podcast, if you have like a friend group and you have people you see on a day-to-day basis, like try to be extra thankful. Even if you're already thankful, try to be even more thankful because from my perspective, man, I would, I would, man, I would do a lot of things to see my buddies every day. If I could shake a crystal ball, if I could have, if I could have the infinity gauntlet, right? And I slap my fingers. And me and my homies like lived near each other. Or we all had a house together and things went different. I'd do it in a heartbeat. If everything I planned out when I was 18 happened in real life, that'd be great, but it didn't, you know? And here I am at 24, about to be 25. And I think about how for the past few years, I think it all happened once I left Chicago. I think a small part of me was like, oh, you're moving back in with your parents. You're a fucking failure. And I think a lot of my drive and my, uh, fire kind of got muted for a while it kind of got toned down and and uh somebody threw a bag of flour on it you know the flames went out and you know slowly but surely I felt the embers burning and you know somebody threw some fresh wood in there and you know just sparked up and now I can feel it kind of burning again and I feel like um I feel like the repression of that fire of that drive uh only made it burn hotter And the fact that I guess I'm able to realize it, I guess that means something, you know? And I don't want to be cocky, but a few people that I didn't share this podcast with, with, like, specifically have come out and been like, yo, I really like this. I think it could go somewhere. You know, it's entertaining. I think you're good at it. Um, The same thing happened when I made music when I was in Chicago. A lot of people was like, yo, this isn't... This isn't bad, you know, this is pretty good. It's better than I expected. So I felt like I've always had these glimpses of success. And I don't think I've ever truly, I've never bet on myself, you know. I've always tried to put a few chips on the table and keep most of them so we don't go broke. 
But what good's holding the chips if you're not going to cash them in? And what good is cashing it in if you know you could have had more? So I guess that's where I'm at in my life. Is balancing, going all in, keeping some chips behind so in case you you don't have to fucking buy in again. And, um, you know, playing with the intensity I know I can. Because I feel for a while now I haven't done that. And I feel like I just haven't done it because, I don't know. I'm afraid of what other people think. My whole life, my whole life, I've tried to balance the the blade of I don't care. I don't give a fuck what people think about me. And then I fucking do care. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why. It's just always been some sort of insecurity, the need to feel accepted. Because uh, I don't feel like I ever have. I don't feel like I've ever fit in anywhere in life. Uh, one place I do feel like I fit in is right here in my bedroom with this microphone, with this recording program open with my notes here. I feel comfortable. This is my space. And now that I finally found it, I you know I want to maximize it. I want to I want to take it somewhere, um, and it is what it is. It's something I've always wanted to do, and um, you know I guess I'm tired of putting it off. I'm tired of not being able to, uh, I guess to maximize on what I know I can do. Um, so that video like sparked all these thoughts in me about you know a baseball player who had to learn that his intensity, no matter how much other people hated it or didn't like it, made him play better. And he ended up becoming one of the best third basemen uh, in the major leagues, even though he played catcher his entire life. And he ended up getting, you know, $38 million contract and all kinds of shit, you know? Some say he changed the hitting mechanics of baseball forever. That when he would go to different teams, the hitting coach would be like, what are we going to work on? He'd be like, me and you aren't working on shit, buddy. I figured it out on my own. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but yeah. And um, this episode might be a little boring because it's all about me. But you know what? I like Friday the 13th. I want to talk about myself this week. And something else happened last night along the same lines of that video. You know, I've been thinking, like I said at the beginning of this, I've been thinking about, you know, turning 25 and and shit like that. And I've talked to a few people in my personal life. They ask me, like, Dave, why are you still working at gas stations when you're 25? You know, not that there's anything wrong with that. I just think you're smarter than that. You could do better. And for a while, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. For a long time, I was, like, smoking weed. And I couldn't pass drug tests. So I kind of just took whatever that I could. You know, I have uh, bills to pay and shit, but, you know, I'm living with family at the moment. And, um... I bought a car, I paid my insurance, phone bill, medical bills, credit card debt, all kinds of shit. And, um, you know, as much as I need money, I don't need it. Uh, it's not like I'm living on my own. It's not like I'm fully supporting myself, you know what I mean? And when I think about it, I was like, damn, you know, it's kind of true, you know? Like, I think about some of the fucking retards I work with and, like, drug addicts I work with. I'm like, damn, you know, I'm not trying to be rude, but, like, I'm better than these people, you know? I'm better than this position. I'm better than this low pay you know, I'm letting other people value me. Now, I don't know if I've talked about this guy on the podcast before, but I have a, a regular customer that comes into the to the gas station late at night. And uh, self-admittedly, sometimes he's drunk and he lets me know. And that's cool. You know, we all... Who hasn't been to a gas station while they're drunk, you know? <laughs> but his name is Dale. Um, I don't even know his last name. If you ever hear this and you get mad, whatever. Uh, sorry. But... His name's Dale, and he's a real nice guy. I talk about this guy, everything from, like, uh, you know, philosophy to uh, samurais to politics to the Ukraine war 
to, uh, you know, social, uh, oh, what am I talking about? Cultural, social cultural shit in America and, uh, drugs and being an addict and how he overcame it and, you know, my struggles and all kinds of shit. And sometimes we'll talk for an hour. Sometimes we'll talk for 20 minutes, but every time he comes in, I enjoy it. I think it's a nice conversation. And the last time I saw him, he was very upset. Uh, he's real fucked up and he even told me like, yo, I'm sorry. It's all good, bro. I really don't mind. Like, it's all good, man. Like, I, you know, I have no problem with that. Like, I, I almost feel more bad that, like, you felt like you had to be that fucked up and apologize for it when, you know, it is what it is. So he tells me, like, his uh, his friend from high school overdosed, and he couldn't just wrap his head around it, especially because, you know, he's had his own battle with addiction and stuff. And he's like, I don't understand how you can get that far to where you OD. He's like, admittedly, you know, it's an accident most of the time, but still, like, you know, it's one of those situations almost like a suicide. Like, you're like, fuck, man, like... You know, why'd you do that? You know, you left everybody here with questions and concerns, and it's rough, you know? So we get to talking, man, and we get to talking, and, you know, he starts telling me about this new job he's got where he's making, like, 20-something dollars an hour. I'm like, damn, bro, that's great. He's telling me he's driving, he's making really good money, and, uh, you know, he's on the subject of me, and, you know, he's asking me, you know, how much I'm making, and I like the guy, so I tell him, tell him how much I make, kind of laughs. I'm like, yeah. You know, it is what it is. It's not It's not the worst. It's not the best. I could probably be doing better. I'm trying to figure my shit out, you know? So he's talking back and forth, man. And yeah, me and this guy talk a lot. And uh, he's a bit older than me, and I value his perspective. I think he has a really uh, odd way of looking at things, but so do I. So I, I appreciate that. I always appreciate uh, an outside-the-lines kind of view. I don't like... Uh, basic ideas or thoughts, you know, I like that different shit, something that stick out, and um, when we were talking, man, he starts telling me that, you know, he's like, I interact with a lot of people that work here, man, they're, they're kind of fucking dumb, you know, he's like, you tell me you read books, and, uh, you know, you talk about philosophy, you talk about a bunch of different things, you talk about all these podcasts you listen to, he's like, you know, you're pretty smart, man, like, you should try to get out of here, you should try to do something different, man, like, is this really what you want to be doing, I'm like, you know, you got to go point, like, I'm about to ask for a raise, and I tell him what I want, he's like, even that's too low, bro, he's like, you're letting people, you're letting the world and other people tell you what your value is, he's like, even though you don't have a degree, even though you don't have these things, like, we've argued about college and different things, like, I've had a lot of good conversations and debates with this man, and he's one of the few people I've ever, had, like, had a debate with where, like, it could get heated, but no one's taking it personal, and for me, that's a big thing because I get I get heated, I get passionate, but it doesn't mean I'm upset. It doesn't mean I'm I'm taking it to heart. It just means I'm trying to convey a point. We're not agreeing on it, so I'm getting frustrated. But that doesn't mean like we have to get mad. And um, you know, when he tells me this stuff. It's starting to sink. It's starting to sink in a little different, man. Especially because I'd say for the past like, for the past couple months, I've been having these own thoughts of like, why am I still in these positions? Why am I this old, but I haven't advanced past working at a gas station? Whether I'm making good money, whether I have benefits, it's just something I feel like, maybe not as below me, but I do think I'm better than these people I work with. And I feel like these people that I work for sometimes don't really treat me with the way I, I should be treated or value me the way I should be valued. And, um, man, I had, I had a buddy I was talking to the other day, man, he kind of told me the same thing. He's like, you know... I feel like you'd be doing better for yourself, and that's not a diss. Like, I'm glad you got a job. Like, I know who you are as a person, but he's like, I feel like you're smarter than this where you're at. And to have somebody... Now, you can say what you want about drunk people. You can say what you want about people being fucked up. 
I feel like when people are fucked up and drunk, it's it's like liquid courage. It's like they say, it's truth serum. When you get that fucked up or when you're, you know, uh, that messed up on something, you talk some real shit. You talk some shit you normally wouldn't say or you maybe say it a different way. And this dude was really telling me, like, hey, man, like, like I, like I was talking to this girl I met on, like, Tinder or something. And uh, I was I was about to message her back, and I looked away. He's like, hey, man, don't look at your phone. Like, I'm trying to tell you some real shit. So I did. I was like, yo, my fault, my fault. And then at one point, I said, yeah. He's like, bro, don't yeah me. He's like, tell me you understand what I'm saying. I was like, bro, I understand what you're saying. Like, I get it. And it was just really nice to, I guess, have somebody, I don't know, kind of say what I've been thinking because it makes me feel like I'm not crazy. It makes me feel like I'm somewhat validated in these thoughts. And, you know, to get a pep talk, so to speak, like that in the middle of the night at a job in a time of my life where I'm unsure and I'm trying to figure things out, it just really hit different. And um, Mans was basically telling me, like, whatever you, whatever job level you think is... uh. Like, let's say you're at level, let's say there's five levels and you think you should be at level three, you need to shoot for level four and that's what you need to apply for because five out of 10 of those people you apply to might call you back and out of that five, two or three of them might give you a chance, even without a degree, even without training. If you explain like your, your, your position in life and your drive and you know, what's happened and he's like, if you talk to me like... If you talk to them like you talk to me, you'll have no problem. He's like, you'd be surprised how many times I've done this and I've shot way above where I should be because I knew I should be there or where other people think I should be. When I shoot for that above what they think it is and I land there, sometimes people say like they're waiting for somebody like me. And I think in this day and age, if you don't have a degree or if you didn't go to school or if you don't have training, I think we just get bogged down and we feel like we deserve to be at these lower end jobs or we, we feel like we're stuck in these positions and I feel like most of the time it's just a mental block. Most of the time people talk themselves into staying around in shitty positions, uh, even though they might be capable of more. So that's something I'm definitely, you know, going to think about moving forward. And in these next couple of months, I definitely take uh, take that advice to heart, man. Especially, I don't know, man. I think the fact that he was so fucked up and drunk uh, really made it more sincere to me. Because it... It's hard to explain to y'all because obviously you weren't there, but like the look in his eyes, the 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 conviction in his voice was like he was really trying to get this message across. And like maybe he didn't want to say it when he was sober because he wanted to be polite or he didn't want to hurt my feelings. But when he had that liquid courage, man, he just wanted me to get it. And I'll tell you what, there's very few people I remember in life, but I had a teacher uh, my sophomore, my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, his name was uh, Mr. Kovacs. And... uh Man, I kind of got vibes like that dude used to speak to me. That dude used to speak to me knowing I was smarter than I applied. Uh, he knew I was smarter than the way I applied myself in classes and in school. And um, yeah, I just remember the way he used to speak to me and the way he used to say things with like this, not condescension, but with this just air of like, bro, I know you know what the fuck I'm saying and I need you to understand it and I need you to understand it for your own good. I kind of miss having somebody like that. And I kind of miss uh, interactions like that in life. Because uh, I feel like there's very few people who could do that to me these days. Because, uh, like, you know, obviously I'm an adult. But um, it was just really refreshing to interact with somebody who seemed like they wanted the best for me. And who really uh, was sincere about it. Especially when I've been... You know, when I see, like, uh, 
like Josh Donaldson, Josh Donaldson, the guy at the beginning of the podcast I talked about, I see him like buy his mom a Maserati in a house and shit, man. Like my mom's in her sixties. And sometimes I worry that maybe I won't become successful enough for her to see it. Or I might not become successful fast enough to share and give back to her the way I want to. And that scares me. And it makes me feel really fucking sad about myself and how much time I waste and uh, how I haven't been able to capitalize on gifts or talents or opportunities in my life. And I don't know. I'm a big believer in free will and I'm a big believer in fate. And I know that's really stupid, but as much as I feel like we have the autonomy to choose our own paths, our own destiny, um, I do feel like there's things that happen in life that you can't explain. And when I have conversations like this, interactions like this, I just get that feeling of like, damn, bro, like maybe I'm headed in the right direction. Maybe this is an exit sign of like, maybe this is a detour, you know, maybe this is something I need to pay attention to. Our biggest, like the biggest thing in my life of like fate, of like something happening I could not explain that just was meant to happen. Um, I was 20 years old. I was living in Chicago. I had quit my office job. It was a Navy job. I worked for the Department of Defense, 401k, retirement, vacation, all the, all this shit, right? And I quit. Couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't take it. Didn't like it. Didn't do it. I left. So I was working part-time at Panera Bread as a dishwasher, and then I would work full-time at Red Robin, excuse me, as a dishwasher. And one day, I was in the parking lot, I was upset, don't remember what caused it. I think it was just a feeling of being alone, working six days a week, uh, feeling like I had no way out, and feeling like I was just stuck, and... um I called my mom and I was trying to, I still remember this feeling because it sucked. I was crying, like bawling my eyes out. And I'm also trying to eat food because this is my lunch break and I need to go back and work. And, uh, you know, I, w- I wasn't very, I wasn't very, I wasn't rolling in cash, bro. So this free meal is a lot to me and uh, I don't really want to eat it while it's cold. And, um, man, trying to eat while you're bawling is, it's hard, bro, because your throat, like, you know, when you cry and your throat gets all fucked up, imagine trying to shove fucking chicken tenders or something down it while you're crying, I just remember telling my mom, like, you know, I have six months left on my lease, I don't really feel like I can do this, it sucks, I hate this, she's like, well, you know, you can't, you can't just leave on the lease, it'll fuck your credit up, it's not good, you know, and I was like, yeah, I know, I know, so, we like making plans of like six months, we can get through it, call me every day we you know we'll get through it we'll figure it out man a week later i get a call from my landlord telling me hey man last time you signed a lease when you switched over something happened and we need you to come down and sign another lease uh we felt like the paperwork's fucked up i just remember being so thankful for that clerical clerical error uh because i didn't sign the lease and i moved down here to florida and that's the story of how i came down here I just thought it was crazy that I was just so hopeful for a way out, just wishing I could start over and get out and not have to do this anymore. And it came around. And don't get me wrong, I really miss Chicago. I miss living on my own, but I wasn't prepared at that time. And I wasn't in a good environment. I wasn't in a good headspace. And, um, yeah, you know, I just... I believe you make your own choices, but I also believe that there are things you can't explain that tend to happen. And, um, 
Yeah. And I feel like right now I'm in the midst of another one of those situations. And it's always somewhat refreshing and nice to, to be a part of it when it comes around because, you know, not everybody has those moments and not everybody gets those breaks. Um, and not everybody has people that are... Uh, and maybe uh, maybe I'm being too kind to other people. I don't think most people can incite those feelings in other people. You know, for me to incite a stranger to be like, hey, man, I think you're better than this. I think you do better. And for him to tell me, like, clearly I got something going for me. And this seems to be a theme within my life. And, like, I'm not trying to, you know, jerk myself off and put me on, put myself on a pedestal. But, like, man, my whole life people told me you have more potential than you let on. You're smarter than you apply yourself. You're, you can apply yourself more than you try excuse me and people tell me you know you have talent and this is better I thought it would be and all kinds of shit man I feel like for so long I didn't listen to it or I didn't believe it or I didn't want to believe it or I didn't want to try it and here I am and I feel like I'm running out of time and I'm like fuck it you know let's do it you know what I mean so this episode has been kind of a ramble uh but this is stuff I want to talk about things I've been thinking about and especially after that pep talk last night and I was already thinking about talking about this Josh Donaldson video and about my own intensity that I struggle with letting out from time to time. And uh, I don't know. I felt like sometimes these uh, these episodes have been happening a lot this month. Um, but I just kind of wanted to use this as my own therapy, I guess. And maybe uh, people listening to this will help them. I don't know. Maybe understand something about themselves. Or, you know, unblock some memories or some some ideas. And help you uh, move forward in life. Um, so, yeah. A little bit of a shorter episode today. Uh, this week. But, um, yeah. It's great. And, uh, yeah, uh, weekly recommendation. Um, this is a game. It's a game I play every weekend with my buddy Trevin. I look forward to it. I have uh, so much fucking fun, even though I get toxic and upset. Uh, it's called Rocket League. If you never play Rocket League, it's cars playing soccer, basically, with rockets on the back of them. And they go really fast, and they hit balls into goals. It's dope. It's a fun game. Uh, I will say there's a bit of a learning curve, so if you start, don't get frustrated. It takes a while to get good. I've been playing this game for like two, three years, and I'm only platinum, uh, and that's not very high up and ranked. Um, I'm like where 60% of all players are. So, but give it a shot. Um, it's a fun game. It's pretty much free to play on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, whatever you got. Um, but play some Rocket League. Give it a chance. Watch it on YouTube. Um, the competitive scene is really fun to watch. Even if you don't know how to play. I don't know how to... Like, I, know, I understand what some of the players are doing in competitive, but I can't match it. I can't do what they do. But I still find it fascinating to watch. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Play some Rocket League. I play... Like I said, I play every weekend with my buddy. Um, it's fun. I have a great time. Crack some beers. Play some Rocket League. Have a good time. Um, and as always, it's time for the plugs. Um, I'm really upset. Nobody messaged me about a free comic book. So, either nobody listened... Why everybody went and got a free comic book last week. Um, so yeah. Um, as always, follow me on Spotify. Uh, if you know me personally, hit me up. Snapchat, um, Facebook, Messenger, my cell phone. Uh, or hit me up at justlastweekpodcast at gmail.com. And send me an email. A question, comment, concern, or a riddle. You know, whatever floats your boat. I'll try to read it, respond it, get back to it, react to it, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming out. I got some big things planned coming up. Hopefully they happen soon, as soon as I want them to anyway. And, um, yeah, uh, I'll extend it again. If you didn't get a free comic book last week, 
Hit me up. I'll send you one out of my collection. I got some books I can toss out there. I'll mail it to you free of charge. Just last week, podcast at gmail.com. Kind of bribing. Maybe not. A little bribish. You know, sending bribes for emails. You know, what is it? What does it really do for me? Nothing. It gives me interaction and I get to interact with people and it'd be great and that'd be cool. Uh, so yeah, hit me up. Just last week, podcast at gmail.com. If you know me personally, uh, hit me up personally. And thanks for coming out for another episode. Uh, we'll be back next week. And the week after that, and the week after that, and the week after that. Okay, it's getting meta. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, Big things planned in the future. Hoping they happen sooner than I expected. Hope you'll be around for them. As always, I'm your host. What's good? We'll see you later. And uh, yeah, thanks for 